I recall Central Park in fall. How you tore your dress. What a mess. I confess, that's not all. Say Ferris. Say Ferris. Say Ferris Bueller. What? Ferris Bueller. They say he's like on the verge of death or something. Oh, I heard he's sick. My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows his kid who's going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out of 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious. Well, a group of us are collecting money to buy Ferris Bueller a new kidney, and they run about 50 G's or so. So if you wouldn't mind helping out... Go piss up a flag. I'm sorry? You should be. What if you need a favor from Ferris Bueller someday? Then where will you be, huh? You heartless wench! If you'd like to help us save Ferris, join us at Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, only from DuelingGenre.com. Oh, he's very popular, Red. The Sportos and Motorheads... Geek sluts, bloods, waste toys, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Dueling Genre Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 38, quite possibly the greatest kryptonite condom minute ever. And today, oh, I'm Chris Derkotch. <laughs> today, uh, we don't have Jeff today, so I have a special guest co-host, Mike. Hey, it's Mike from the Recasting Couch, uh, my podcast uh, called The Recasting Couch, where we recast movies and uh, uh Talk about them ad nauseum for hours on end <laughs> and argue with each other. Nice to be back. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, it, fun to be back on. All right. Well, this minute begins still talking about comic book sex and it ends with Brody insulting his ex. So, um, about right. <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of this minute, they're still sitting, they're still eating their cookies from, from time for cookies, that weird cookie stand. And did you notice I brought it up a little bit in the minute before? There's clocks everywhere on that cookie stand. Uh, I hadn't actually noticed, and even when I re- just rewatched it, I, I did forgot to look for it. <laughs> it's crazy, and it's called time for cookies. It's it's that's, the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so uh, they start out there talking about um, could Superman bang regular chicks, and they said the only way you could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom, and that would kill them. <laughs> it's this is part of this is a mixture of both fantastic writing by Kevin, like that that snappy dialogue I was yes. talking about the last episode but it also is a is a little snippet into how good the delivery from Jason Lee is <laughs> yeah his his I was always amazed his like ease on camera for this being like his I mean I'm sure with like you know skating videos and shit he was on camera before but actually acting a lot that throws a lot of people and I believe this is his first real acting gig and the way that he just delivers the but that would kill him line like I don't know. There was something, there was such ease and such kind of confidence in the way that he handled that, that particular scene. It's just, uh, I was always impressed by him and I, I, I had a feeling he was going to make it because he's, uh, just kind of a natural in front of the camera. It flows so well that you would believe that they were just improving. 
A hundred percent. When we actually, we would uh, like talk about that when I was a kid before I, before we had like ubiquitous access to the internet and all this information. And Kevin Smith is an information guy, right? He, he, I mean, even back in the, when it was his main website was the VOSQ website, they had tons of information and all this stuff. Um, and what you find out is that he was actually like a fucking script Nazi during this movie and he didn't let people deviate at all. And a ton of this movie feels improv. Yeah. Definitely does. Particularly the stuff that comes out of, out of Brody's mouth because it's just so well written and so well delivered. But apparently, like, even if you tried to drop off or like take out an, a, a the or something, Kevin was like, uh, cut, huh. do it the way it was written. Wow. Just, just do it the way it was written. Um, yeah, I think in later years, particularly working, I think from what I remember, which is probably on one of the 9,000 podcasts sure. that he's on that I've listened to. <laughs> I think he started loosening up a bit when he did Cop Out because I don't think you can cage Tracy Morgan. Well, and, and Tracy Morgan just goes. It's not only Tracy Morgan. He had a real hard time with Bruce Willis on that Bruce one. Bruce Willis, but I don't know yeah. Bruce Willis, how much of an improv guy Bruce Willis is. <laughs> right, but right. But Tracy Morgan, I think, is just a guy who's going to throw out a line. He doesn't give a shit who wrote it. <laughs> he seems pretty crazy. Like he's just. And then, and then Seth Rogen later with, with, uh, with Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary, yeah. I think that he allowed him to kind of go with it. And also Justin Long. I think that they had some improv lines in there that actually made the movie. So he learned to loosen up a little bit, but yeah, he was apparently super, super, super anal about exactly every word that he wrote in the script, which I thought was interesting. It seems counter. It seems counter to like his laid back nature. Right. Well, if, if that's the case, he found the perfect person to deliver Kevin Smith dialogue when with Brody here. Yeah. I, coming off of like his huge success with clerks. Yeah. And then essentially putting together a movie of virtually unknown people. I mean, Affleck was probably, uh, well, I guess Sharon, Shannon Doherty was famous. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams had a little bit of play at that point because she had also done, uh, she had done, um, Days and Confused, Confused and she had been done a couple of things prior to that. Like, there's, it's a movie full of non-famous people. Right. And then to have like your main lead, like the protagonist be this guy who no one knows about as a professional skater. Like they took a real kind of fucking flyer on him. <laughs> yeah. and he really found someone good. Oh, they definitely did. Actually, the, the way they play off each other, Jeremy London sometimes, he, he, he's not as good. You can no, tell he's, he, he doesn't pick up the Kevin Smith, you know, uh, tennis game they got going on. Yeah. The only one who's worse in the movie, I think is Walt. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the tell him Steve Dave shit like that's the only stuff that comes off more wooden than Jeremy than Jeremy London yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's really uh there are some this scene is actually pretty good because he he you could tell that they probably did that scene a bunch because he almost messes up the dialogue he's got like an ice cube in his mouth or something and there there's like a point there where he almost loses the dialogue yeah but I have a feeling that they might have had to shoot that scene a bunch of times for him to catch to it ca- yeah. but I think that. Jason Lee seems to have had it down like it was his own speech coming out of his mouth. <laughs> well, maybe he did it a hundred times. Maybe that's why. Yeah, right by the time that they actually got the cut they wanted. <laughs> he had had enough practice. <laughs> we like to look at the pe- people in the background of the mall. I'm not seeing any standouts right now, but the, it's, it, the mall's crowded. It is. They've got a good amount of uh, of extras in there, and it's, yeah. it's kind of funny when you do extra watching in movies uh, to see some of the goofy shit that they do. Uh, do you notice this Dixie cup he's had since the beginning of the movie? This is something actually that I kind of, I notice in this scene and it's a thing in the movie, right? Is that he keeps his cup and he keeps bringing it back because it's free refills. But what fucking. 
But what always bothered me, and it's a stupid thing, but it's a simple thing to fix, is what mall hands out drinks in fucking little like, Dixie well, cups? see, we, we spoke about this in the previous minute. There's a story Kevin tells about Walt. They go out comic book shopping. And he said Walt had this cup in his hand, a little Dixie cup in his hand when they started out. He said when he dropped them off hours and hours later, Walt still had the same Dixie cup in his hand when he got out of the car. I did not know that, and that is hilarious. Right. So that's that's this is this is a callback to Walt. half the time he's just appeasing his friends. Kevin yeah, Smith. that's a, that's like <laughs> so insider callback. Yeah. Like no one would know that. No. That yeah, he's the fucking best man when it comes to that shit. I will tell you. I'm not a fan of a bunch of the stuff he's done lately. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I, I'm surely not the audience for a bunch of it. Right. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's had a lot of hit or miss stuff with me lately. Yeah. But this early stuff, he really crushed. And, and for him to take a flyer on and do that kind of shit in like his, <laughs> his first in the beginning. Big, yeah, yeah, like his first big studio, one, right? <laughs> like it, it, Clerks was not a studio movie that right. was bought by the studios. This is the first one where he had studio backing, and for him to to still put that shit in and not compromise, like kind of his his fun in the whole thing is pretty impressive. Now you say you're not a big fan of his newer stuff. I hate to say it, you got to give it a second watch. I just rewatched Tusk all by myself with nobody around. I was all by myself, and if you listen to the podcast, there's so much podcast shit in Tusk. It's ridiculous. There is, and uh, Tusk wasn't. It, I, I won't, don't say it wasn't terrible because I didn't feel like it was terrible. It just wasn't, it didn't grab me the way that I wanted it. It doesn't feel Red like State Kevin was Smith pretty, movie. It doesn't, which is fine. I'm okay with that. Right. He's kind of moving a little bit away from that with some of the stuff that he's done. Red State definitely did not feel like a Kevin Smith movie. I love Red and State. I, I liked Red State, yeah. yeah. But like, uh, uh, he's, he did the, the Jane Silent Bob super groovy cartoon movie. Yeah. It wasn't good. I really did not like it. But you know who loves that movie? Kevin loves that movie. Really? He talks about that movie. He couldn't believe Jay did it. He loves it. Oh, I remember when they were like promoting it. He was all about that. Yeah. Movie. He promoted it for like a fucking year. Yeah. And I watched it. And I just wasn't into it. And then the latest one, the one, not the latest one, but the, the fucking Yoga Hosers. It's called Yoga Hosers was just not. Now, see, I didn't think Yoga Hosers was that bad, but I went into it expecting. Yeah. And I did too. And I know that just from listening to him and all of his podcasts, this wasn't made for me. Like this was right. made for 12 year old girls. Like sure. he was making it for his movie, which, yeah. is, which is cool. Although I still don't think 12 year old girls would necessarily be into that movie. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah. It just it it, it was okay. Uh, it's just not my thing. What's that? And then this moose jaws that he's coming out with soon. It, now it sounds crazy, but I think it sounds crazy. I think Jay and Bob are going to be in it, and we may have to cover that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I like I said, I've seen. I think I've seen everything that I've known that he's done or been a part of. I've seen. I always give him a shot because I love him. Right. But uh, yeah, the last few I just haven't been so into. Yeah. Maybe I will have to give that movie another shot. I, I just watched it. The, I watched it without my wife bitching about it, and you know, I watched it without anybody sitting in the living room saying, "What the hell are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, just picking up. You see, you see his dog's picture on the wall. the The phone rings, and it's it's Ralph from Hollywood Babylon doing an impression of um, Pacino on the phone when it rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's right. just little stupid things like that that made me laugh. And Wasn't the ringtone also, like, the theme for Holly Babylon or something yeah. like that? Like, well, the ringtone was um that one, More Margaritas. Oh, uh, More Margaritas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I gave it a second shot, and I and I enjoyed it this time. I I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense at the end when he's, when they got him, spoilers, when they got him in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> I, but then, if you listen at the very end, they replayed the podcast that, that they got Tusk from. 
And he said, and they're laughing. He must have been stoned. They're laughing, and he says, and at the end, they can't turn him back at, back from a walrus, so they just keep him as a walrus, and they start feeding him fish. So that's where the whole, even the ending came from that podcast. Yeah. Well, that was, a, I guess, an offhanded comment from like a fan or something, right? Well, no, it was an article in oh, a paper right. in Canada. Yep, 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 that's right. They thought it was the real, guy, but like, they found out it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I fell in love with the. It was the only real love he ever felt, or something. Yeah, and he wanted yeah, he wanted somebody to move in with him, but they had he had to wear a walrus suit and eat fish and shit. Yeah, my brother likes that movie too. I'm I'm gonna have to give it another shot. You really should. I I like I said, I totally enjoyed it this time around. Yeah, I'm hoping that uh the new Jane Silent Bob is gonna kind of be back to form. Yeah, I hope so too. So we wandered off a bit. Uh, where was I here? Oh, this this line here delivered by Jeremy London. It really messed me up. I had to go to the, to the script to figure out what it was. He said, how did I go from the verge of... Hot flirting sex with you. There we go. With, I had uh, no hot idea. Hot, I, yeah. I don't even know what I wrote down. Hot flowering. I had no idea. He meant hot Floridian sex. Yeah, hot Floridian sex with... with brandy. Uh, brandy to... Uh, shit, was it? Man of Steel coital debates with you. Coital debates with you in the food in the court. Food right? court. It's, <laughs> such, it's such a... Po- like, it runs off the tongue and it's rhythmic and, like, he's so good at that shit. It's too bad this movie could have been... If he was a better director at the time, yeah. this movie would have done better. Honestly... Because it's literally set shot after set shot after right. set shot. I don't think the camera moves the whole fucking movie. <laughs> no one talks like that, though. No, well, he, I mean, he does sometimes. You ever hear him really get on a roll? Every once in a while, he rolls he, with that shit. Yeah, he does kind of use a $3 like, word in place of a $2 yeah. word. Yeah. yeah. He definitely <laughs> likes to do that. And him and uh, uh, Dennis Miller. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Dennis Miller was one of his favorites as a kid. Too. I think he talked about that. When oh, really? Doing, yeah. When he was doing the, um, before he and uh, Lovitz had a falling out, he was doing like SNL. He did like three episodes of Lovitz talking about SNL. And okay. I think he talked about how he really liked, uh, he really liked uh, Dennis back in the day. They hate Lovitz now. <laughs> they do. God, they, they hate really Lovitz. do. <laughs> he must they have really, really screwed them over. Yeah. Oh, I think he sued them. And, yeah, I think he did too. So, um, the cookie stand is not part of the food court. I agree. What do you think? I agree, and I think that the way that he phrased it, the the uh, it's an uh, autonomous unit for mid mall <laughs> snacking. I think it's it's perfect. Like I said, I've I have seen this movie. A fuckload of times. So I like while I'm watching these minutes, I'm just like saying the dialogue along with it. And I haven't seen this movie in a long time. It's been <laughs> probably five or six years since I've seen this movie all the way through. And it just comes back to me like an old like a song you haven't heard in a long time. Right. You start singing along with it. It's the same thing for me with this. It's funny. I, when we were before we started to record, we rewatched a minute and I muted myself and I didn't. Mute you, and I thought I did, and I could hear you whispering. Oh, did you hear me? Was I yes. doing it? Yeah, you were doing it. You were <laughs> absolutely hilarious. doing it. I'm like, what is going on? And then I didn't I, even then know I, I was doing it. You were doing it. You were definitely doing it. <laughs> That's so funny. I did not even realize I was doing that. You caught me in a moment. <laughs> That's funny. It's really funny. So yeah, the food court. Uh, were you recording? You should throw that in if you're recording. No, I wasn't. I should have been. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> the food court is a court. That's where all the food stands are if it's not part of the food court then right it's not part of the food court right absolutely yeah i don't know where he's thinking it's food court but um autonomous is the is, is a word that jeff would have grabbed and said chris what does autonomous mean <laughs> oh, just to be a dick. <laughs> and so i didn't know jeff wasn't coming on tonight and i purposely looked it up and it means acting independently that's what it means so <laughs> That's so funny that he tries to fuck with you. That's great. <laughs> Sometimes I purposely don't look it up just so I can, you know, give him some bullshit uh, oh, yeah. definition. So then um, they're sitting there, and he's, he, that's, he does do a little more Kevin Smith line, too. If you're going to wax intellectual about the subject, and then he just goes, holy shit. 
and he stands Holy up. Holy shit. Yeah. T.S. is still eating cookies, and Brody actually hands him his cup. He does. Yeah, I noticed that too. I don't ever remember the exchange going back. I'll have to rewatch it. Maybe when he comes back, he hands it back to him. Right. Maybe he gives it back. Now, we spoke about that cup earlier. That cup he's got in his hand when he first gets to the mall and Ben Affleck bangs into him and you hear water hit the ground. So is when there, he walks into the mall. When he walks into the mall. Now, so he was at it full when he walked in. Did he have a, oh, is, he never noticed that. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, when, when Ben out and it, you don't see anything come out. Jeff says that there's nothing came out of that cup, but the, the Foley guy definitely put like a splash. Yeah, in post he threw yeah. it in there. That is so funny yeah. though. That I wonder if Kevin asked for that. That that's just a weird <laughs> little moment. I those see this is one of the things I love about cinema, just in general in movies. And people don't appreciate these kinds of movies. I think the way that they should because you know this is considered like kind of like a dumb teen comedy or whatever. Right. Which it's it's way smarter than people give it credit for. But these little pieces of movies that are put into these things that that little splash right there to me, informs so much about the character of Brody yeah. that he would fill his cup that he wants to get refilled in the mall, but he would have come with it full into the mall to me. It's such a Brody move. It's so funny. I wonder if Kevin asked him to put it in there to do that. Just so, just to be able to catch it. Yeah, this is why I watch movies like 10 times, 15. I mean, this one I've watched uh, uh, innumerable amount of times, but I watch movies a lot because I like to catch this stuff as I watch them. Every right. time you kind of pick up a little, little thing, you're like, Oh, the fucking director meant to do that. Or the editor really did a nice job with that. I really, I like to appreciate movies that way. Well, it worked for me. Yeah. So he stands up and he says, TS says, uh, where, where are you going? He says, wait here. Where are you going, bro? And he says, cherche la femme. Cherche la femme. Now, I looked Cherche la femme up, and in French, I mean, in English, it says look for the woman, but then the the full definition says look for the woman, by God, look for the woman, is what it says. Okay. I mean, I guess, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever, I don't speak French, so there's no way for me to know if that's right or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, in uh, all these years of loving this movie, I've never looked it up. You never even tried to find out what it, I, uh, I mean, I, I kind of, you kind of get the meaning from the scene, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of tell what he's going for. Yeah. But it never dawned on me to actually look it up. I also looked up where it came from and it's, it says the expression was coined by Alexander Dumas in the no- novel Mohicans of Paris in 1864. I mean, huh. did Kevin go back that far? Did he read an Alexander Dumas? book yeah i have no idea i i I would i'm gonna lean on probably that's a no right and then i look for it in popular culture and in films apparently it's been used a lot it was in the 1931 film the front page 1936 my man godfrey 1937 glenda farrell i'm trying to get a little closer to where we're at here 1978 a beatles parody film called all you need is cash Huh. It's, it, I mean, it's it's all over the place. It's in a I'm movie. I'm just wondering where he might have picked it up because I bet you he picked it up from a movie, but none of those sound like something he would have picked it up from. Most recent in in the movie Frantic with Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford's character Doctor Wagner is talking to another doctor at the Blue Parrot. And then, last but not least, it says it also appears in the film Mallrats when Brody, played by Jason Lee, spots his love interest Renee, played by Shannon Doherty, shopping in the mall. So. I mean, it's it's all over the place. It, it, he must have picked it up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I just had never heard it before or since, really. Right. And then he walks over to where Shannon Doherty is, which, I mean, when she left, I don't know if I would approach her again. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she can be rough. Yeah. She's actually pretty good with the dialogue, though, too. Yeah. And she's biting enough. I guess the, when if you're going to kind of uh, have a relationship with a guy like Brody, you need to have a little... Uh, little edge on you. 
I mean, the fucking thing, he comes over and he goes, that would look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, they end the, the um, thing with him insulting her. But um, before before he even gets to her, he gets up and walks away. The mom with from Willem with the kids walks oh, yeah. by and all the kids are crying in line. Yeah. <laughs> they all just found out there's no Easter Bunny and they're not happy about it. I will give them this. Those kids needed to maybe another shot or two at that because it wasn't the best acting I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no, them kids aren't, aren't crying well, yeah, to say the well. least. <laughs> we should have busted Mike, Mike's balls on that if he had stayed for this minute. I would have busted his balls on that. <laughs> yeah, so he walks over to, to Shannon Doherty and says, that would look terrible on you. Now, Shannon Doherty, from what I was told, I didn't know this previous minutes, she made a deal when she got in this movie that she gets to keep every outfit that she has in this movie, yep. which means that's why she gets changed so often. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, uh, I heard that as well a, a while back. Yeah. I also heard, uh, that she might've not been the easiest person to work with. Right. Well, I heard that from charmed and everything else she was ever in. So nine Oh two one Oh. So, um, although she agreed to come back and do the, the reboot if they were going to do it. And it seems like, you know, there's no hard feelings on Kevin's side, not like with, uh, Bruce Willis. So it couldn't have been that bad. Right. Kevin's such a nice guy, I guess he could pull anybody back. So that's where the minute ends that would look terrible on you, which I find it hard to believe. I'm not sure anything would look terrible on her. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. (laughs) She does have a weird – we've talked about this on our podcast, not about her, but about uh, Tom Cruise has a – I don't know if you've ever looked at him straightforward, like right at straightforward. Yeah, I'm not positive, maybe. Yeah, (laughs) his – if you look at him, he's considered like one of the most beautiful men, whatever. If you look at him directly straight on in his face, his face is fucked up. His, his teeth do not come anywhere close to aligning with the rest of his face. Really? Yeah. Like if you do, like there's a picture, if you, if you Google it, just do like a Tom Cruise teeth or something. There is a picture where someone draws like, like a, like a line down the middle of his face. Yeah. And it like crosses right down the middle of his nose and then down his mouth where he's smiling. Okay. And the center of his teeth is off by like a half an inch. Really? And she's got a weird thing with that too. Her, her one eye is like a half an inch, like a quarter of an inch higher than the other. Really? I would never. What a weird thing for, I, I noticed that years ago, not even in a movie. She was in a magazine. It was a picture in a magazine. And I was like, is that just fucking weird? Like this is pre Photoshop. So it wasn't like that they Photoshop and fuck it up. And now I have not ever been able to unsee it. I hate one of those things that you can't unsee the, 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 the Tom Cruise thing too. Every time I see him, I can't unsee it. I fucking every, whoever I'm with, I'm like, the face is <laughs> fucked up. What are you talking about? I almost wish you wouldn't have pointed it out because now I'm going to see it and I'm never going to. You won't see it. You have to look for it. But uh, like, if you don't look for it and see it, you're fine. But once you look for it and actually get proof positive that that's the case, yeah. you're like, God damn it. So yeah, Sean Dur- Shannon Doherty has this weird thing. Her one <laughs> eye is like a quarter inch higher than the other one. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that to her. <laughs> Mike from Recasting Cast yeah, says, just, "Don't include me in the tweet. Just be like, I heard around. I heard that this is the case." Uh, Jeff has messed me up for movies forever because in, while we're uh, recording for Clerks, he pointed out that cars don't have rearview mirrors in movies. Yeah, because they're in the way. Well, now every fucking movie I watch, <laughs> I notice that they don't have a rearview mirror. I pointed out to my wife. I pointed yeah. out to my kid. Because they get weird shadows on your faces or it's in the way of the shot. The only time you ever see them is when they have to like – it's part of the script. Right. Like they have to adjust it or there's like something hanging from it or something like that. But yeah. I just Googled Shannon Doherty's eyes. Oh, no. And they, they do the same thing with the graph on the face. Oh, no. 
Yeah. So don't don't even bother. <laughs> I'm not, I'm What's not. hilarious though is when it, like you will see this now. Any uh picture that you see of her that's from like a magazine or from like a, a movie poster, any picture at all that you see, her head is always tilted to the side. Because she knows. Because oh, I'm sure that everyone knows. Wow. I'm sure that this is a thing. Wow. And that every single promo picture you'll ever see of her, her head is just tilted <laughs> a little bit. It's just enough where you're not <laughs> Thank you. like it tricks your eye enough to not see it. But who's the girl from uh the first Transformers movie? Oh, toe thumbs. That's what I was just going to say. Somebody pointed out their toe thumbs, and now I can't unsee that now. First time I saw that movie, I was in the movie theater with my wife. Don't ask me why we went to the movie theater to go see it. I didn't realize it was a Michael Bay movie, and I really loved Transformers as a kid. So we were like, eh, this is back when we were going to movies a lot. We had a lot fewer kids than we have now. Yeah. And, uh, and, in one of the scenes, she like grabs something and holds it up, and I'm like, well, "She's her fucking fingers are fucked up." <laughs> oh, you noticed it without anybody even telling you? Immediately, oh my it God. was the first thing that fucking hit me. It was very weird. I called my buddy afterwards because he was excited to see it too. This was like a movie from our, you know, like the cartoon from our childhood yeah. into like a real movie. There was a, you know, with all the Marvel movies and the trend, like he, there was this weird excitement at that time, right, where you were seeing all of this cool shit from when you were a kid on the big screen and so we were like I want to see what this is and I told my buddy I was like I hey, should see it it's pretty good it's better than I thought it would be and I was like and this girl who's in it she's amazing she's gorgeous but she's got some <laughs> fucked up hands man her thumbs are fucked up yeah that was the first thing they said to him it was hilarious what the hell is her name too uh I can't think of her name. God damn it. She's super famous too. My wife would know. Off the, my wife loves them Transformers movies. I can't figure it out. We talked about this off mic earlier, but I, for being a person who has a recasting podcast where I have to like list new actors and come up with their names, I can not fucking ever come up with an actor's name. I always have to look up a movie they're in. I honestly, I, Jeff usually, Jeff knows, Jeff is the movie wizard and he knows every actor's name and I usually make him. Ex- Name five movies that the person was in before I actually know. Yeah, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. Toe thumbs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right, we they're wander- legitimate. They look like big, big toes on their thumbs. <laughs> we wander completely around the block <laughs> on this minute here. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, I got nothing else for this minute. Do you? I'm good. Okay. You want to uh, retell the people where you're from? Yep. Mike from the Recasting Couch. Uh, check us out on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you're getting your shit, you'll be able to find our podcast. Uh, our Twitter is at RecastingPod, and uh, our website's recast- TheRecastingCouch.com, and you can, you know, Facebook slash RecastingCouch, all that shit. We've got it all, uh, but we, we're most active on Twitter, and we would love to get people to take a listen and tell us what they think. And if you're looking for us, you can find us at uh, the J and Bob Minute at Twitter, and um, MoviesByMinutes.com. You can check it out, us out there. I think there's a hundred movies by minutes now. Pay clip, flip, pay uh, specific attention to the Godfather of Mall Star Wars minute. Um, that's about all I got. Uh, the cookie stand is not part of the food court. Oh.